Welcome everybody to podcast today for July 20th, 2016. The Ruby held their draft last night, re- returning to the brand extension, as they would prefer you to call it, and rather than a brand split, because extension means it's getting bigger rather than separating it into two. I wonder did they like pay some marketing person to come up with that that jargon? Anyway, last night they separated their roster into two factions, WWE Raw and WWE SmackDown Live. Of course, again, you have to say SmackDown Live. It's not called SmackDown anymore. It's called SmackDown Live. With Raw getting more picks than SmackDown, but I don't think it actually turned out to be as many more picks as it, they said it would be on paper. They started giving SmackDown extra picks, I think, in the network part of the draft. It's just like, oh, geez, they're going to end up totally overshadowed if we don't give them enough picks. And I think the whole Raw drafts three for every two SmackDown gets kind of is what led to the unbalancing of these rosters which like raw getting more picks than smackdown makes sense but when you give raw a disproportionate amount of the top picks that leaves slimmer pickings for smackdown that just makes sense if for every two good people smackdown gets raw gets three that limits the pool of good people smackdown gets rather quickly and as a result they draft freaking baron corbin an awful lot quicker than they ever should have i'm sure you're waiting with bated breath or you watch smackdown and you already know but the WWE raw roster consists of seth rollins charlotte finn balor roman reigns brock lesnar the new day which they unfortunately did not break up i was hoping they would even in spite of the rules for picking the new day as a block was one of the smartest picks you could make because you're getting three guys for one Sami Zayn, sasha banks chris jericho rusev with lana kevin owens enzo and cass Gals and Anderson, Big Show, Nia Jax, Neville, Cesaro, Sheamus, Golden Truth, Titus O'Neil, Paige, Darren Young, Bob Backlund, Sin Cara, Jack Swagger, The Dudley Boys, Summer Rae, Mark Henry, Braun Strowman, they broke up the Wyatts, which is interesting. Bo Dallas, they broke up the Social Outcasts, which is also interesting. Well, they didn't quite break them up. The Shining Stars, Alicia Fox, Dana Brooke, and Curtis Axel, as I was saying about the Social Outcasts. Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel were drafted to Raw. Poor Heath Slater, just left without a brand, which I love. It fits with, with poor Heath and his his now nomadic nature i hope he just starts showing up and like evolve looking for a job popping up in like pwg it's like hey guys hey guys can i can can, can i be in your brand on the whole raw raw's roster is okay they are lacking like they're severely lacking star power they, they got the better end of the kind of talent because they got the likes of owens and zane and neville and cesaro and, and finn balor so there's there's no shortage of work right guys on raw but you have like the top heel is Seth Rollins, top baby faces Roman Reigns, and then they have nothing. You could say Brock, but Brock's a part-timer. There is literally not a single, like the second top heel is, is Kevin Owens, and then the second top baby face is, I don't know, Big Show? Is Big Show a baby face? I don't even know at the moment. Zayn? That's, that's a tremendously light roster on stars, which reflects how light WWE is on stars in general, but at least SmackDown has kind of two guys deep on top on each side as opposed to Raw which is just like they got nothing and fair enough you could build up you know the likes of Rusev the likes of Kevin Owens as top heels but at the moment they're not top heels I don't think Raw will be and this this is my broader point coming out of the the draft in general I don't think either show will be particularly worse off than it was it's not like these shows were great in the first place before I get into a broader broader draft draft thoughts Smackdown got Dean Ambrose AJ Styles John Cena Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, Becky Lynch, The Miz and Maurice, Baron Corbin, American Alpha, Dolph Ziggler, Natalia, Alberto Del Rio, The Usos, Kane, Kalisto, Naomi, Ascension, Zack Ryder, Apollo Crews, Alexa Bliss, Breezango, or Febreze as I prefer, Eva Marie, Vaudevillains, Eric Rowan, Mojo Rowley, and Carmella. Of course, NXT people were, were drafted, and for some reason, the likes of Mojo Rowley 
and Carmella were, and Alexa Bliss were drafted before Shinsuke Nakamura or Samoa Joe. It makes perfect sense. They could have at least had an explanation for why someone would look at the NXT roster and say, I don't want Bailey. I don't want Asuka. I want Carmella. She, she's the one. She's the game changer. Or I, I don't want Samoa Joe. I don't want Austin Aries. I want, I want Mojo Rawley. He's the guy. He's going to be our guy. Like they could just like William Regal got to protect certain people. So he got to protect his brand. There you go. Picks five. Picks, you know, Revival, Bailey, Oscar, Joe Nakamura. And you can justifiably make a case for why you draft Mojo Rawley over most of the rest of the NXT roster. And there you go. Easiest buy. Instead, they did nothing and just, you know, ooh, we picked Mojo Rawley instead of Samoa Joe. It makes perfect sense. I think, I think, like, people, people have been denouncing the draft. I think SmackDown is fine, you know, on top, Amaral, Styles, Cena, Orton, Wyatt, uh, they at least have some depth there. The likes of Ziggler and Dalrio will bring work rates, and with Kalisto, and even Cruz and Ryder will, will fill out a mid-card. They'll be fine, and these aren't final rosters. I'd imagine by the time even SummerSlam comes around, there will be some changes, and they might do some trades just to even things out after they kind of feel out how the shows are working, and then maybe even call some other people up, or bringing some people back to fill out these rosters, as has been rumoured. But I think what kind of annoys people most is that it's just two separate WWE brands. It's Raw split into two, essentially. It's what it was just split into two of the same of what it was, just lesser, really. Raw is a lesser version of what Raw was, and SmackDown is a lesser version of what SmackDown was. It's just less people. You're going to see less stars, you're going to see less of the, the top talent. But there's there's no theme. It's like it's not like Raw is, is for this and SmackDown is for this. Raw has cruiserweights, but SmackDown has Kalisto. That makes perfect sense. Both brands have tag teams. Both brands have women. Neither brand aesthetically looks any different. Neither brand, like, from from like a a personality aspect or or just a differentiating factor, neither of them are different from the other. They're they're just different faces on different shows, which is it's it's the fundamental flaw of this whole thing. The idea is you create internal competition. You create shows with different identities that that one is for one set of people, one is for another set of people, and when those shows collide every so often, that's a big deal. You can protect matches. You can give the people who need time more time. That's what and and I hope that'll happen, but. You know, this is the same people doing this brand split that did the first one. And when you go back and watch the first brand split, SmackDown did well at the start, but then it was pilfered. And then, you know, they did okay into 2003, 2004, but by then it was the Bashams and Orlando Jordan and JBL. The show was dead. <laughs> and and they, were, they were clawing for everything they could get, but it, it, SmackDown wasn't important. So those SmackDown only pay-per-views by like 2006, they were dreadful. They, they, they had so little star power and so little talent left because obviously Raw is the flagship, Raw is the moneymaker, Raw is the one they protect. So if SmackDown needs to be raided to fix Raw, that's what's going to happen. And then Raw is the same old, same old. It's still Vince McMahon booking the show, so he's booking a Cruiserweight division, which I have absolutely no faith in whatsoever. And doing the same old Stephanie McMahon, McFoley, they'll probably be a power struggle because that's the only story they can tell. And even then, they'll probably just be Stephanie McMahon overbearingly putting down everyone known to man. That's what these shows will be. And then, like, you go, ooh, well, at least SmackDown is different because it's being run by Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. It's it's the wrestling show, but they didn't draft enough wrestlers to make it a wrestling show. There's decent wrestling 
on the top and maybe if they just have a combination of Ambrose, Styles, Cena, Orton and I don't know Ziggler and Del Rio working singles matches every week the show might work but there's there's not depth to sustain there's not a mid-card division the women's division is is all right on SmackDown actually but their tag division is dreadful they drafted American Alpha to a brand with no teams they can work with The Ascension a thrilling team and like the Usos they'll have good matches with the Usos but they'll have good matches with the Usos for a month and then have no one else to work with I, I don't know what they did like it, it's much easier to say women on Raw tag teams on Smackdown there you go you have a bunch of good teams to work with rather rather than splitting the teams between both brands you give each brand its own thing that they can trumpet to being better than the other brand these things aren't hard these, these ideas aren't radical. Surely they came up in the room if they put any thought into any of this whatsoever rather than like just saying you go here, you go here, you go here, you go here. It, it almost feels as if they drafted this these rosters on the fly. That's how like haphazardly constructed they seem. As if Stephanie and Shane and, and Daniel Bryan and Mick Foley were just picking the guys on the fly up there. It sh it, this shouldn't be hard. It's, it's not hard. And it, well, it, I'm not going to say it's not hurt, because there's the kind of idea that, that, that writing a good wrestling show consistently with, with good characters and good progression and, and keeping people fresh and interesting with dynamic matches that you can build towards, that's not easy. People have that idea that it's easy. Fair enough, they, they don't do a very good job of it whatsoever, but that's not easy. But like a lot of the, the ideas I said, I mentioned just to make the show seem different, just not just the red one and the blue one. And they came out in the shirts to reinforce that, oh, it's the red one and the blue one. There, there's no difference in mentality. There's no targeting a different audience with each show and, and writing a show toward different people. So, you know, like NXT is clearly targeted toward a different audience than Raw is. So why not target SmackDown toward a different audience than Raw is? so that you have different people watching these shows. You attract different audiences. You, you've spread your brand to different people. But no, they, they just split the roster in two in a relatively kind of poorly conceived way. And then I'd imagine hope for the best. I don't know, uh, like I, it'll be fine. These shows won't be worse than they were last week. That's faint praise because these shows are forgettable and you know, mediocre most weeks especially raw because i'm pretty sure there's pretty much no such thing as a good three hour raw smackdown has the advantage of being two hours which <laughs> less time is an advantage because you don't feel like they've sapped your soul by the end of it but i don't know this is not doom and gloom these people will be fine w will be fine but it's just they, it seemed like they put so little thought into it and so little effort i don't know we'll see we'll see how it plays out i i don't they don't deserve their benefit of the doubt because this is the second time they've done this and they don't appear to have learned much from the first time. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. You can listen to new episodes of podcasts today every single day at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK. You can listen to the newest episode of the weekend show where we talked about Pokemon Go, which I'm getting into far more than I care to admit. You can subscribe on iTunes, search TWS Network. You can subscribe on YouTube or follow me on Twitter at Garrett Gidney, G-A-R-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. Thanks for listening and bye-bye.